All the time. Amen. You may be seated. I am smiling. Uh, It's my type of smile, but I'm smiling all over this morning because I'm thinking about what I have learned in just a few days. Uh, During the last few days, I've learned that in our online audience that we have, that we have somebody that is uh, watching us in Florida. We have someone that is watching us in, uh, I believe it's Mantino, Illinois. And we have somebody that is watching us in Beloit, Wisconsin. And I'm going to be specific about Beloit, Wisconsin, because it is a guy that is about two years old, and he calls me G-Paul. And I got a video of him watching me that showed both him and I. He, he was on the floor saying, Gee, Paul. And to say I'm, the reason I say that is because, of course, it's my great-grandson. Uh, my wife's also. Give her a little credit. And, uh, but it sounds to me like he's saying, Glory to God. But it's Gee, Paul. And... Uh, on my daughter and son-in-law's screen, it's almost, uh, I don't know how big it is, but it looks like it's eight foot by eight foot. And it does look like I'm, uh, you know, G- yeah, I'm a G-Paul. And anyway, Liam, I love you. So does Grandma. But Grandpa really loves you, okay? All right. We thank the Lord for you all being here today and all others that might be with us on online. And we're going to turn the service right now to our associate pastor, Brother Harold Carr, and let's give him a welcome too, all right? Good morning. All right, so we got a, a few announcements that we got to make this morning. Um, we got to start off, though, it was Veterans Day this week, so uh, I suppose most of you know that. So we do want to take a moment, pause, and remember our veterans, first of all. And then I have a little veteran joke for you. But uh, um, So if you're a veteran, could you stand up so we can recognize you here this morning? All veterans. All right, let's give them a round of applause. Excellent. Yes, we thank you all for your service. Um, you probably saw, I guess, um, this week, a lot of things patriotic take place, and, and uh, that's good. We do want to remember our veteran men and ladies and who have sacrificed and, and who are away now, um, as we speak, sacrificing for our country. But no, we do thank you all. And in honor of you, a joke was handed to me, and I'm going to read it this morning. <laughs> what do you call a soldier who survived mustard gas and pepper spray? A seasoned A seasoned veteran. A seasoned veteran. (laughs) Oh, man. Just laughing. (laughs) No, but uh, truly, though, we do thank you and and, uh, appreciate our military. Um, Just a couple quick announcements. I think actually Lisa has most of these announcements. But uh, November 24th, the day before Thanksgiving, there will be no uh, Wednesday night service that night. So keep that in mind. And then a couple more announcements. Yeah. Um, first 
first of all, um, I don't know if anybody's noticed, we've got a little stand that's been put up out here by the Circle Drive. Thank you, Dad. Um, on that stand, we're going to put, it was suggested that we put a food pantry box. So it's going to be one of those where people can come and take what they need uh, and they can donate as well. Um, we're going to see how that goes. And on the screen there is a list of items that we need. A lot of the things, Susan went through the, the closet downstairs and unfortunately a lot of that was expired. So we need some items to get our pantry box started. And we really want to have it full and going before Thanksgiving, you know, for the holiday to help people out who might need some help. So. Our hope is to put it up later this week. If you're going to be here Wednesday night and can bring some stuff, that would be fantastic for us to put in there. This list is also on the stand back here um, at the back of the church if you need that. Um, all non-perishable items, no glass. We're trying to keep it as safe as possible um, with people you know, getting in and out of it themselves. Um, so, um, we want to be a blessing to the community and, you know, of course there's all kinds of things that could happen with this, but we're going to trust the Lord with it and, uh, help as many people as we can, uh, through this that need help. Um, so we want to get that going. Like I said, this week, if you're able to bring stuff Wednesday night, that's fantastic. If you can't till next Sunday, that's fine. Uh, Susan and Tammy, I think, yes, are going to help. They're going to be the two that help maintain this. And so... If you have further questions about it or what, what they need, um, you can see either one of them. And um, any questions on that? Yeah, Sunny. Should you have, if you have like a box of spaghetti, I think it'll be okay. I think it'll be okay in the box. Yeah. Um, if we have issues, I think Susan and, and uh, Tammy can help kind of see if we need to start doing anything different with stuff. We And we'll learn things as we go, of course. Yes, Craig? I was just going to say, be aware of some of those plastic containers. If they're, if they can, uh, the edges on some of those can be sharp. So mm -hmm. just be, be careful with that one because mm -hmm. you don't want to get sued because somebody got hurt. Okay. All right. Yeah, Dad. Uh, let's bring it to the church initially. Yeah. Yeah. Bring it into the church initially and just set it. We'll put it in the counter there on the kitchen. Yeah. And then we'll, we'll kind of talk to, we'll let Tammy and Susan talk a little bit and see how they want to handle further donations and stuff. Okay. But we also want it out there that, and, and it's painted on there on Susan and Sierra painted on there. Um, take what you need and leave what you can. So the, the community will know that it's something if they want to donate as well that they can for that. So, okay. Um, so if you have any other questions about it, you can see me or, or Tammy here today. And um, also, ladies, Christmas party. We're going to have our Christmas party at Sister Vicki's house. She volunteered to have it there again. Thank you, Vicki. Um, so that is December 4th. We will be meeting here at the church for those who want to carpool out there because she moved to the country. <laughs> and she's so happy. But we're excited about that. So December 4th will be our Christmas party. There will be a food sign-up sheet coming. Um, and also we're going to do our gift exchange again. So a small gift, like, what did I usually say? Ten or, ten, ten or less. <laughs> ten or less, a re-gift. Joe. 
Um, and we'll do our, so just bring a gift and we'll do a gift exchange uh, with that as well. Yes, Aaron, I'm a little afraid to call on you, but go ahead. Well, talk to Everett. <laughs> um, and I think that's it. All right. Back to you. Well, you, you segued right into men's meeting on the 20th. So next Saturday will be men's meeting. Aaron, if you come, I'll give you a little gift. So there you go. There you go. So, yeah, uh, this Saturday, 5 o'clock here at the church. And for a second, we'll go back to the pantry box. Uh, if you don't know about it, it sounds kind of funny calling it a pantry. It's not a box, like a cardboard box that's going to be out there in the weather. It's uh, kind of somewhat weatherproof, a um, little housing um, unit that goes up there. And I think, like Lisa said, it would be on there explain that the idea of it is for people to take uh, what they need, and then also some will donate as well. And then obviously we'll donate here and uh, try to keep it going. So. That's the plan with that, but uh, if you didn't know anything about it, it's not a, a box like a piece of cardboard sitting out there that we're throwing stuff in. Um, yeah, it'll be, it'll be nice and uh, weather, weatherproof as well as possible. So, um, Was there any other announcements or anything? Nope. All right, let's all stand. We'll uh, have a time of prayer here this morning um, as we go into service. We need to remember, uh, remember Tommy. He was injured yesterday in this football game. So uh, has a high ankle sprain that he'll have x-rays on tomorrow. So hopefully nothing's broke, but uh, those come at all different levels. So just remember him. And uh, does anybody else have anything? Yeah, Tammy. Okay. All right, let's remember Tammy's sister, Jesse. All right, let's remember Jesse's uh, niece and, and family. Is there another? Yeah. Okay. Anyone else? All right, let's all pray this morning. God, we come to you at this time, Lord. Knowing, God, that you know each need, Lord, and how each situation here, God, with the individuals, Lord, that were mentioned, God, we know that you're the, the healer, God, that you can be with. And just as family, God, the situation there, you know exactly what it is, God. We're just praying that you
have a couple of ushers come up this time. We'll receive a second Sunday offering, which is Missions Sunday. So everything you give today, if it's not marked on envelope or check, will go uh, towards the mission work in uh, Mexico and, and Haiti. So let's pray again. God, we come to you again, Lord, just uh, praying, God, that you would be with us in this offering, Lord God, that you will direct it, Lord, be with uh, the work that it's going for. God, we just uh, pray that you would... Um, minister and help to uh, heal and recover those um, down here in uh, in Mexico and Haiti, God, and all that they're doing, Lord, we just pray that you would multiply this and uh, um, bless it and those who are using it in your name. Amen.
need a miracle today?
almost here. I don't see that we're one step closer than we were when I, when I heard him. But I know he said it. And so I'm going to choose to believe it. And I'm going to keep hanging on to that until my physical eyes do see it happen. Because his word is unchanging. His promises are sure. And his power, there is nothing that he can't do. There is nothing that he can't do. So will you choose to believe him today that that situation that looks impossible, maybe it's something you've been struggling with for a long time and it just seems like you just can't break free, that God is the God who breaks the unbreakable. That hope is never lost because there is power in the name of Jesus. Amen. There is power in the name of Jesus. So I will choose to continue to believe in my God this morning what He has said until I see it with my eyes. And let me tell you, when I do, there will be some rejoicing going on.
wonderful. Thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. Worship team, you have preached a mighty sermon, or two or three or four of them this morning, as we came through a time of worship that has had a message, a sermon behind each other. As a matter of fact, I, I caught myself. That's the important thing. And I'm going to follow up with this. I have a song that I tore apart. No, I didn't sing it to tear it apart, but I took it verse by verse. And it's a familiar song. Perhaps we'll sing it before the service concludes here today. It's an old song. I believe it had its beginning in 1932, or in the 30s anyway. I have the date later in the message here. I don't have it in my preliminary notes. But there is a song that is entitled, Just a Little Talk with Jesus. And I have to tell you that I remember this song is one of the first songs that I've ever heard in my life growing up in the churches that I came through and had the blessings of this Pentecostal song upon congregations throughout the years, even to this day, speaks for itself. I've entitled this presentation today, A Talk or prayer with Jesus. And the song title, of course, was written by Clevant Derrick, and it was entitled, Just a Little Talk with Jesus. There are different renditions I have found out when I began to prepare this presentation, and I think I'm going with the one that is most familiar with us. But there have been different renditions of this over the years. But the first verse of the song has these words in it. I was once lost in sin, but Jesus took me in. Then a little light from heaven filled my soul. It bathed my heart in love and wrote my name above. Just a little talk with Jesus made me whole. The verse of scripture that I would share with you in relationship to this song is from Romans chapter 5, verse 6, using the King James. For when we were yet without strength, in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. I put this particular verse 
with the verse of the song simply because when we had that first talk with Jesus, if the fact that Jesus had not died and if he had not rose again because of his love for us, we would not have been able to sing and it made me whole. I am so grateful today to know that Jesus loved me over 2,000 years ago. My name not even in the courthouse records that he one day was going to write my name in the Lamb's Book of Life in heaven. What a joy. What a time that was. It was just a few days ago, October 28, 1956, that I gave my heart to the Lord as a 15-year-old boy that was raised in a good family but had done a lot of wicked things. And in the 1950s, there was a lot of boys and girls that did a lot of wicked things. But we did a lot of those things away from the eyes and ears of our moms and dads. Actually, during that particular time, my mother thought she had a perfect little boy growing up. Blonde hair, curly, smart, humorous. Daddy knew a little bit better. He kept the razor strap around for me, not to shape her his, not to sharpen this razor, but rather to use on my behind. He knew how to use it, and I only had to use it three times. The first time should have been enough, but I wasn't quite that smart. As I grew into this era of my life, I was very grateful that on this night, October 28, 1956, that I made my way from the last row of chairs that was in our little storefront building in Joliet, Illinois, down to the altar and gave my heart to the Lord. And a little light from heaven came down and bathed my heart in love, the love of Jesus, the love of the blood of Christ that he had shed for me upon my life, and it changed my way. Indeed, as the verse of Scripture says, for when we were yet without strength or without the Lord, he came in his time, in due time, as Paul wrote to the church at Rome, he wants to die and shed his blood and give his life even to me. For his love covered the multitude of sins for me. Of course, as I say that, that's a personal testimony. Many of you have 
the same testimony and the same application that you would use it if you were sharing your story. Thank the Lord that we both can share that story and have that testimony. But perhaps there are some here today that have not experienced that opportunity that you are being given to have the blood of Christ, the love of Christ, upon your heart and in your life. Verse 2 of the song, Just a Little Talk with Jesus, goes this way. Sometimes my past seems drear without a ray of cheer. Sometimes a cloud of doubt may hide the light of day. The mist of sin may rise and hide the starry skies. But just a little talk with Jesus clears away. I gave a whole lot of thought to that particular uh, verse of song. And to tell you that at first I really don't like it, simply because being the preacher that I have been for so many years, I like to preach that when Jesus comes into your life, into your heart, into your pathway, then it's going to be okay. I, I like to do that. I, I prefer it that way. But on the other hand, I thought to myself, I'm not full of that type of goodness and I'm not full of that type of better than anyone else type thing because there are times in my life that the day does get a little shady. I'm not talking about doing shady things, by the way. But sometimes my life doesn't have the cheer in it that I would love for it to have and I want it to have and I can have a uh, better time than I'm what having. I realize that sometimes that there is a song that says I woke up with heaven on my mind. Uh, sometimes I, I wake up with a headache. She usually gets out of bed on the other side of course. Well, no, I'm not. But sometimes there are things that don't go and set as well as we would like for it to. And that ray of cheer is replaced by a cloud of doubt. Sometimes it hides the light of the sunshine that I would like for it to experience. Sometimes it hides the starry skies that the song talks about. But we realize that there's going to be times that if we think about it, even Jesus will. The book of Isaiah, the prophet described Jesus as a man of sorrows, that he felt pain and he felt disappointment. 
But we also know that he had a <coughs> excuse me, he had a connection and that at the end of the day everything would be all right. And so I'm reminded then after this particular verse of song, and I will repeat it, that sometimes my past seems drear without a ray of tear. Sometimes that cloud of doubt may hide the light of day. Even the mist of sin may rise and just give us all kinds of trouble and hide the sorry skies that are within. But then, as Clavett wrote in this song in the 1930s, he says, just a little talk with Jesus can clear the way. But I'm reminded also of the psalmist David in one of the most beautiful scriptures that we often refer to in various situations in life. The 23rd Psalm. Say it or read it with me if you wish. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Yes, indeed, we do not walk alone. We do not have experiences that no one else has ever had, because the Lord has already been there. Yes, sometimes that walk through the valley can be awful gruesome, we just don't know sometimes how gruesome it can be. But just a little talk with Jesus will clear the day. Yeah. Thank the Lord for that. In the third verse of this particular song, it's a beautiful verse, and it, it allows for the fact that the Lord understands that we're human, that, our, that there's flesh connected with our being, and that He has been there. He understands that. And when the writer wrote this particular song, he was a man who was to experience difficulty in his life. As a matter of fact, there is a story, and I'll tell it in two parts. In the state of Kentucky, the uh, city of Louisville, annually 
Since sometime back in the 1920s, there has been at the Louisville uh, Center in Louisville, Kentucky, of many conventions, and one that is held there annually is a quartet convention. Some of you may have heard of that. I know uh, it's been around in some of the circles that I've circled in for a long time. And it's an annual convention in which quartets of gospel music gather. It's a tremendous occasion. Thousands of people attend it every year. And the man who wrote this song was in the audience one year, and something very special happened to that audience and to this particular man this particular year. But the verse that he wrote, verse 3, says, I may have doubts and fears. My eyes be filled with tears. But Jesus is a friend who watches day and night. I go to him in prayer. He knows my every care. And just a little talk with Jesus makes it right. This beautiful verse, I wonder sometimes just how many of us, and I wonder sometimes how often this comes to us. It's not a disgrace when it happens, but thank God for the grace of God who is there to help us during this particular time that doubts and fears that they will come our way. Yes, indeed. Who is it among us that never experiences the eyes to be filled with tears? But we have Jesus, who is a friend. I'm quoting, of course, from the song. He watches, he cares, he's there day and night. And let us know that we must never forget to be able to go to him in prayer. Because he does know every care about us. In the words of Jesus himself, in Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 through 30, straight from the mouth of Jesus, Matthew penned these words, as the Holy Ghost allowed him to write, and they be preserved even to this day. Jesus said, said it in person to Matthew and those that were listening, and written to the times that they lived in and for the times that we live in. Matthew 11, 28, 29, and 30. Come! Unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. You know, I think this scripture in the early years of my ministry, I probably used this scripture more in evangelistic services, preaching to sinners and talking to them about their souls and repenting and becoming right with God. 
But as the years progressed, I began to realize that this scripture is just not for folks that do not have the Lord Jesus in their life. That this scripture is for every man, woman, boy, and girl, even that have the joy of the Lord and the light of the Lord in their hearts. Think about it. You experience, I know I experience, those times that we labor, those times that we are burdened, heavy laden. But Jesus said to me, said it to you, and said it to all of God's creation, come unto me, you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. It doesn't matter the weight of the burden. It doesn't matter the nature of the burden. Jesus is there for every one of us. He said, take my yoke upon you and learn of me. I got to tell you right now, in the year probably 1980, I was traveling from Cleveland, Tennessee with uh, some friends of mine that had been with me to, and my family uh, to Cleveland, Tennessee, to our annual General Assembly. And as we were riding together, one of the brothers and I was talking about the many difficulties that we were going to be facing when we got back to Sturgis, South Dakota, where we lived and where our church was that we pastored. And even though it seems small now, it was certainly big and heavy back then. But we were talking about some of the unsaved people. We were thinking about some of the problems that we had in the local church and the difficulties that we were experiencing. And I'll have to tell you that me as a young man, perhaps in my late 20s or early 30s at that time, that I physically became sick just thinking about all the difficulties that I was feeling. We had occasion to stop, and it was a good thing. As I got out of the car thinking that maybe I was going to go around the corner and be sick, the Lord spoke to me and said, Come unto me, young man. Let me have your burdens. You can't take care of them anyway. As smart as you think you are, you can't, think, can't take care of them. I will take them upon me. And I said to myself, I flipped the switch. And I said, Lord, you're right. They're yours. I need your help. You just tell me what to do, when to do, and how to do. And from that point on, I will have to tell you that Lord, that the Lord has enabled me to be able to handle many, many, many things by just that very thought of knowledge that the Lord has spoke and he said to me, come unto me, all you that are burdened, heavy laden, I'll give you rest. Let me put my yoke upon you. You learn of me. And he said, I am meek and lowly. 
you will find rest unto your souls. For my yoke, you see, is easy. My burden is light. Now then, I want to go back to this Louisville, Kentucky Quartet Convention. The man's name that had wrote the song, Clevet Derricks. He was sick. He was in the hospital there in Louisville, but somehow they managed to bring, to bring him out to the convention. This was sometime in the 1930s. And as they brought him to the stage in a wheelchair, he, of course, was gave, gave a very great ovation in which he was very deserving. So, and the moderator began to talk to him about the different songs that he wrote. And one of the songs that he wrote was just a little talk with Jesus. And they asked him if he was able to lead the audience in that song. Of course, he was anxious to do that, but all of a sudden, all of a sudden, his mind went blank. He could not remember one word of the song. And in the audience, was a name that was familiar to people that are into gospel music. Her name was Vestal Goodman. And she came from the audience to the stage and she prayed for Derek, for Clement Derek. And as she prayed for him, just for God to be able to help him to sing that song, he did. He remembered every word. He was able to lead the audience. And all heaven broke loose. Just a little talk with Jesus will clear the day. The course which I have not used in this presentation today says now let us have a little talk with Jesus. Now, let us have a little talk with Jesus. Let us tell him all about our troubles. He will hear our faintest cry. And he will answer by and by. And when you feel a little prayer wheel turning, then you'll know a little fire is burning. And you'll find a little talk with Jesus makes it right. If we could get together and have this song, I thank the Lord right now for the feeling that I feel in this congregation. I thank the Lord that we can have that talk with Jesus. This can be our Altar call, our ending prayer time today. A talk from all of us with Jesus to feel that prayer wheel turning.
doubts and fears that you may experience. Yes, Jesus is there to take care of it. Healing that you need to have for your body or somebody else, put it in the prayer talk as we sing today. Congregation, if you will, stand and let us worship the Lord and prayerfully sing this song this morning.
man. Give the Lord a cheer. Sister Lisa, if you will, dismiss us from the service today. God, we thank you so much for your word, God, and we thank you that we know we can go to you in prayer and that you will always be there, Lord. You are always listening to our cries, and we are know, we know you are always at work and moving in our lives, Lord. And we just thank you, Lord. Help us to remember to come to you, Lord. Help us remember to come to you Hallelujah. when we are weak, when we are weary, and you will give us rest. Our situations may not change, but when we come to you, Lord... You fill us, Lord, with the peace and the joy and the faith that we need, God. And help us, Lord, to always remember that you are all we need. In your name, amen.